Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's go, let's go, come on. Let's be clear. Shrine of Duty. You are being interviewed today as a witness, not as a suspect. The official, unofficial podcast. My team will get to the root of anything. Shrine of Duty. Hello and welcome to Shrine of Duty. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Quarantelli, week number four. Woo! We've gone crazy! <laughs> is it only week number four? Yeah, week number four of this thrown yeah. together podcast, yes. Because last <laughs> week I thought it was flying, this week I'm like... It's dragging on now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think about 11 minutes ago I said to you guys that I was actually finding isolation completely fine. I was actually enjoying my walks and everything and now I feel like my chest is closing in. <laughs> That's because so. we dragged you down by going, no, it's terrible. It's so, <laughs> it's so funny though because you just have those days where it all becomes too much. I found a long weekend. Like yesterday I was like an antichrist. Uh, yeah, but, I wasn't yeah. good yesterday. No. No. I, maybe I was drunk, but I was flying all weekend. <laughs> like, honestly, I was in great form. That's my problem. Um, I didn't have a drink yesterday, so maybe I should have had one. <laughs> yeah. Don't I, stop, Brendan. It'll all cave in. Just keep going. Just keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that It actually does help a lot, though, to be honest. Like, especially over the long weekend, like Friday, because the weather was good, there is nothing nicer than sitting outside and having a drink al fresco. Yes. That's it, it's the weather It's just stunning It is stunning Um. So we have like some like big news To kick off the podcast with this week Huge oh, yeah. Brendan, go on, you tell everyone <laughs> So we sent a tweet out about the nest Now I'm starting to tell everyone And I can't even remember what tweet it was Um... We sent a tweet out about the Neither nest. He says, as he and we put Twitter. a tweet. We put a tweet up about our podcast last week, saying that we were talking about save me to the nest and like liar and something else. And I think that we might have tagged this person in it or the hashtag. But but yeah, Martin I... Constant re- replied to the tweet. Yeah, he did. No, we. I think I'm it was just the hashtag. Yeah, we. I don't think we tagged him, and we just used a stunning photograph of him in his yeah. mansion from the nest. So Martin and Constant, Steve Arnis knows who we are. We have made contact. And if he actually listened to last week's podcast and didn't just uh, react to the social media post, he would have heard us all gushing over him with no top on. So that's either a very good thing or a very bad thing. 
Like, no, that's I a good thing. Three and AC12 is not bad. We need to get on to Kate Fleming. Kate Fleming. AKA. Vicky McClure. You're the last. Not like, fake the last Kate either. The puzzle. Excuse <laughs> me not. for a second. Fake Kate. Is she the detective in The Nest? No. Uh, no, no. Are we 100%? That's definitely not fake Kate, but the detective in The Nest is familiar from somewhere, and I'm not sure where that is. We'll have to go and look into that. But she's I'm not, not she's I, not fake case. No. I am DBing. Okay. Sorry, take she, us away from that anyway, moment. Yeah. So Martin Comston tweeted us, uh, told us to be safe, knows who we are. <laughs> and we were <laughs> told us to be safe. We were beside ourselves. He said, Nice one guys. I hope you're keeping safe and enjoy the last two eps. All best. No. He actually retweeted us and then I think we were texting and we were like, Oh my god, Martin Comston retweeted us and then as we were talking, he replied, and then we just lost the plot. Yeah. No, lost the plot. Like, I mean, we're easily pleased in quarantine. That's huge, though, Brandon. It is pretty big. We were squealing. Like, we, we were. were all squealing, and we didn't know what to reply, and we are like, we don't want to be too eager. We want to be cool. We want to be like, oh, thanks, Martin. Like, hope you're well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that reply you, no, was, you like, stay contrived. Safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, guys, can you imagine him tweeting from Vegas? I know. I can't actually. In quarantine with stunning wife and like his cute dog. His like, dog in his gorgeous house. I bet they have a pool. Did you oh, see then yeah, um, Jeb Mercurio tweeted uh, before the final of The Nest and he was yes. like um, starring Martin Comston wearing sharper suits and driving a better motor than we'll ever give Steve Arnott. <laughs> I was Bloody talking to our Craig about that car. Yeah, he said it was like £120,000 or whatever we looked it up uh, you can just oh, yeah. smell the leather honestly oh, why was it purple nice. though yeah it's an odd colour yeah why was it purple no Rebecca it was purple <laughs> I only noticed um, it on a rewatch this week and I say it was the only one they let them have out of garage they're like take the purple one <laughs> sorry gas was <laughs> like one they absolutely let them borrow gorgeous for filming. And so, guys, <laughs> over the last week, uh, we're obviously going to talk about the nest and death because it's uh, the finale was last night. And um, but or was it last night? Yeah, what? Yes. And um, what else have you guys been watching? First of all, like over the last seven days. Well, Hannah set us some homework. Um, so I had two bits of homework. I had to watch all of Save Me because you guys had seen that last week, yes. and I had to watch Breeders. So I yes. did both of those in their entirety. Yes, so, well done. 10 out of 10 for me. Um, Breeders, I loved it. I love Martin Freeman anyway. And I just thought it was a real easy, funny watch. Uh, yeah, it was just gas. I just thought it was hilarious. I really liked it. There's something uh, relaxing about it, isn't there? Yeah, and they're just very, uh, very real, I think. In, in, very like, real. In their, like, in their problems and just day to day, like, oh God, being an adult, being a parent. Um, being married or not and then like no spoilers because I don't think Reb you haven't seen it have you no I didn't do um, my homework sorry uh, I was very busy it, just, it took a bit of a turn at the end I was like Jesus did not see that coming yeah I, I actually had to rewind that back because I was it's kind of one of those shows I make my tea and I sit down and I put it on I really enjoy it but I'm probably like looking at my phone doing, do you know what I mean like not fully like you don't have to watch it like you're yeah. watching the nest say no. so when that bit happened that we're referring to i think was in episode five i was like sorry what like how many is seasons that, is there guys just one. just the one this is the first one yeah i think there's going to be another one after that oh, i'd say so yeah 
I think this one's going to be successful. It's like 25 minutes long. I think it came out at the perfect time. It's like you laugh along with it. Real easy going, real easy to watch. I yeah. look forward to it coming out every week. It's a Thursday, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so I hope there'll be another season. Yeah. Um, okay, so then my, I have my other bit of homework, which was Save Me. But before that, will we just get the other one out of the way? <laughs> which, which is? Oh. Liar. Oh, yeah, geez, guys. You Hannah, really did you finish it? <laughs> I, I finished it about 15 minutes ago. Okay, so I, I actually haven't fully finished it. I watched the season finale of Liar via Gogglebox. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally <laughs> just saw the end and I was like, oh yeah, Grant, fine. Do you know what happens? I know what happens, but I didn't watch the whole episode and I don't but, know if I ever will. I, I honestly wasn't going to watch it and then I was like oh Hannah just watch it because they'll, Brendan will want to talk about it on the podcast yeah. and like just do it like you're like it's watching TV it's not a chore um, but there's this scene which is obviously meant to be the pinnacle we've been building to it all season it's f- the big reveal and she's out on this marsh right yeah and there's this fog now when I say it comes out of fucking nowhere like <laughs> it is a gorgeous day stunning day she's canoeing and then all of a sudden boom and it's not normal fog it's like yellow like it looks like they're in the sahara and it's been a sandstorm and you can't see a thing and the only reason the fog is there is because it needs to be there for a part of the story like like dodgy dry ice in a music video yeah like one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life is to conceal what's actually going on so you don't know and i actually was like oh it looked like someone made a film for school and I was like I cannot believe oh my god this is on my TV guys you know when I was laughing about last week uh, someone followed the shrine at shrine pods twitter account that worked in ITV and the two of you in the group were like (laughs) shitting it (laughs) 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 whatever you'd said about liar But like, we haven't said anything nice, have we? Liar won't be back, but it v- very much from the goggle box bit that I saw, it's it's finished in a nice, neat bow and it's done. And I don't think it can really come back, can it? And what were the goggle box people's opinions? Um, their opinions were, yeah, that it, that it had been dragging on all season, that the whole season had just been flashbacks. Um, they were kind of skitting yeah. around a bit like we were. One of them was like had wasn't invested, and then they were like, "Oh, that's the first time that it's ever turned out that they've not double bluffed you that it has been the person you thought it was." Yeah, I just you know what they should have done probably given the first season two more episodes, made it a little bit longer, added this part of the story in, and then it would have been like a really deadly show. Yeah, um, and kind of left it on high rather than doing a second season, which is making me look back at the first season like it was shit when it definitely wasn't. Like no, I, it was brilliant yeah. at the time. Yeah, I thought season one was great. Yeah, but season yeah. two not so great. Um, Bonkers. But yeah, uh, so watch that. Okay, and then my other bit of homework was save me. So what did you think, Brandon? So when I spoke to you two last week, and you couldn't, we obviously couldn't have a discussion because I wanted to watch it. I'd only seen um, episode one of season two, and I really wasn't sure that I was going to bother with it at all. I was like, I don't know. And then obviously I had like a long, long, long weekend, and you two (laughs) had recommended it so highly that I went, okay, I'm going to do it. And my God, episode two, I was hooked. I was. The fish on the fishing rod emoji in. Where we right or where we right. Oh my God, you were so right. So I loved it. So basically, I loved the whole, the new storyline that was brought in. Can we talk all about it now? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah. spoiler warning. so okay, so spoiler warning. If you haven't seen yeah. Save Me Two, we're going to start talking about it uh, in detail now. So I loved uh, the fact that uh, her name was Grace, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was really invested in that story about Grace and about um, G- Gideon Charles. And Gideon's an evil bastard, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, um, and so I loved the whole courtroom drama. I liked the fact that Nelly was, you know trying to help grace because i i suppose it because because he felt that he he couldn't help jody you know he was as much as he was trying to find her or whatever um so i was really invested. and she was so like him yeah i so like so jody like, wasn't yeah she? um which obviously was part of gideon's plan in the first place to put her in there to make her look mm. like it was her um and i so i was really invested in that storyline but i texted another friend of mine who was watching it and i was like is am i a terrible human that i actually don't really care that much about Jody. Like I just they didn't I wasn't invested enough in Jody and I wasn't sure if we were gonna get payoff by the end of this season. Turns out we did. And then once he did find her, I was so in and it was really emotional and to Guys. see her coming back in with the family and poor Nelly standing at the front door while Saran Jones just like brought her inside. I was like, oh God, oh God. Like it was so emotional. For me, go on. Yeah. No, you go on, Reb. No, 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 go. It was the bit where, so he's gone to the house of the woman who's a dress yes. that he made uh, Gideon's wife write down. And so, it, yeah, sorry, could, could, so before you go on, I didn't, I couldn't figure out how he f- found her. I didn't know where he got that address from. So he had the, so Gideon's wife, who he kind of made help, he kind of guilted into helping him. At, in I think it was the very first episode, they go to a coffee shop and you're not yeah. really sure who she is. And he's like, write the addresses down. So I think over the series, he's slowly going through them all. Gotcha. Um, and then he gets caught up kind of helping uh, Grace with loads of other stuff and he goes off on a whole tangent. But he starts to come back to looking through these addresses again. He's actually looking for, he wasn't looking for... Um, Gideon because he's died at this point he was looking for something else um, anyway so he just happens to go and I love that it's a coincidence because it's so hard to write coincidences and have it be believable yeah. and then also because he keeps seeing visions of Jodie so when you see the flash of her yeah. in the apartment you're like oh another vision and then he's oh I just thought it was the most amazing thing and then it turned out it is her but you're watching it all from his facial expressions and you're like is it her isn't it her is, is she it there her? Isn't yeah, her? Yeah, is yeah. it her is she really there yeah. and you literally feel like it's gone on for a year and he's also knocked that woman out so you're kind of feeling like oh god that was a very aggressive thing to do and then it turns out it is her and his face just breaks down and it's like the best bit of telly ever I thought that whole scene was just absolutely phenomenal and I had to rewind it to go is that actually no way that's not her and the fact that it wasn't the ending of the series that it was when they were reunited it wasn't this amazing Hollywood happy ending reunion it was pure chance he had to beat up a woman who was holding her there and his daughter met them as an adult like sorry uh, Jodie met Nelly for the first time face to face as an adult after he had beaten up a woman in front of him and she didn't know who he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, was that, that really took me a few seconds to process because I was like, oh, I surely, surely she should be like, oh my God, Dad, you've, you know, rescued me. But sure, she wouldn't have a clue who he is. Yeah, and do you remember the amazing. whole reason she was taken in the first place is because they lured her in by pretending to be him. So when she went off, that's why he's so involved in this. Obviously, it's his daughter, but she went off to meet him at a library. Okay. Taken. Yeah. So I kind of totally forgot that. Yeah, like you said, they 
she didn't actually know who he was no. and so until he says it and reminds you you're like this is absolutely amazing yeah he just felt so responsible for it the, the one character that we didn't really find out find out what happened to was do you remember in the first season the college fella with the long hair who was like an alex turner wannabe is how i would describe him i think his name was luke yeah he played young voldemort in the harry potter yes. film I kind of wanted, like, I found just, that was the only thing that I was like, what happened to him? Obviously, he would have been arrested and everything, but, like, I know they didn't like Nelly, and that's why they decided to, you know, do, all set him up and everything. It's just, I don't understand the link between them and um, Gideon, if you get me. That was the only thing that was a bit hazy to me. I was like, how do we go from a girl talking on a laptop to someone who she thought her dad was. Do you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Will you remind me what he did again? So, because I had watched season one, I suppose, very late on. I watched it kind of only a few weeks ago. So, him and the other guy hated the way Nelly treated them in the bar. I hope I'm right with this. And they heard him talking about the swordfish dumplings and everything. And he was the one who lured her with the information that it was her dad. Right. So, and obviously, you know, he, they, like, we, there was that horrible scene with Saran Jones and him. She was like, well, I just sleep with you if you tell me where my daughter is and everything. And, you know, then, like, he was in the pub and there was basically a lockdown. And Nelly was like, you, he said swordfish dumplings. That was the giveaway. And Nelly was like, how do you know that the swordfish dumplings were mentioned? That only the police know that. Yes, yes, yes. So, so obviously the other friend jumped in front of a bus or a car and and like and killed himself, and then it was the other guy left. So I just, I would, I suppose if there, I'm sure there's going to be a third season, but that was just one thing that I was like, I would love to have found out a bit more about that. But I suppose the second season focused on different characters were given pride of place. Do you know, in the second season that they did it so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, I just thought it was phenomenal, and I found that scene that she was getting the examination like one oh, of the hardest things I've ever had to watch. It was awful, yeah, yeah. It was horrific, yeah. It was balling yeah. It was um, really tough. And then also when she was back in the house, and she, you know, she called, she asked for him, and poor um, Claire. And what's Claire's new fella's name? The Irish fella. Oh, fake Aiden Gillen. <laughs> oh my god, he is like a fake Aiden Gillen. I can't remember his name, yeah. Anyway, so, and they were outside the door, and it was, like, such a, like, struggled, because, like, obviously, you know, they've been her parents for, like, however long, but he's her biological dad, and, yeah, it was just, it was really, like, tough to watch, and then for then him to call him out, be like, Nelly, look, I'm her dad, you know, you can obviously be her dad up to a certain point, but then the decisions that are made are ours, and we don't know if we want her to, you know, pursue your prosecutor, you know, Bring any oh my charges. god, guys, the pool scene as well. I completely just thought of that there. So, how did the fucking sun lounger end up on top of her? Yeah, I think how, how like, like did she, she stand and fall backwards into the pool and pull it on top of herself? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. I thought that she just like just didn't want to be and there. You, and your man said he couldn't swim, that's why he didn't jump in. Wasn't yeah. it? I think it all just happened in a split second. I'm sorry, guys, were you absolutely sweating when Grace took that child to the roof? <gasps> oh, I, like, I, I, I was like, this is going to be really bad. Yeah. Oh, I love, um, I can't, what, what, is it Z, Zisa? The girlfriend. Oh, she is stunning. She's absolutely amazing, isn't I she? I love her. I love her child. I just think she is an absolute queen. 
Um, and when Nelly goes to hand himself in and he gives her the extra kiss at the door and she's like, what's going on? Aww. And then he walks off to the police station. I just couldn't deal with that. And we, I yeah. think we all knew he was going to do that throughout the series. Yeah, with the he, just, thing. he just feels like he owes... The, he, he feels like he needs to make up for something all the time, doesn't he? He's like... He's such a charmer, but he's so, like... He's so, uh, you know, you know, he's a charmer, but he's also a bit dodgy. Like he, he does go yeah. from house to house and use people when it suits him. And but you still do really feel for him. Um, I saw a really good article that was on Digital Spy, and they spoke to Olive Gray, who played Grace in the series, about why Nelly ultimately kind of sacrificed himself at the end uh, to so she could go and you know live a normal life after everything she'd been through. And um, she said, "Oh, I also think that in Nelly, there's a tiny bit of a feeling that his life didn't really have any purpose until any of it started. And I think because of that, this is his purpose." His purpose is to save Jody, but also he ends up saving Grace, and I think that's the best way he can do it. I yeah, I completely good. agree with all of that. It yeah. definitely feels like it, it, like he was moving towards something on this journey so much, and I don't think he got the relief he thought he'd find bringing Jody back. And I think maybe going to prison and completely finishing the loop might give him the kind of relief he's searching for. Yeah, yeah. Will he go to prison though? Like she, like he sat down and she didn't believe him. She was like, she was like, why? I think she says something like, why are you doing this? Like she doesn't believe him. Yeah, she doesn't believe him. Um, No. Also, Stephen Graham. Like, yeah. Just phenomenal. Love him as an actor. Um, And yes, the actress playing opposite him was brilliant as well. Oh, we spoke about her last week. Yeah. She's brilliant, didn't she? She was great. Um, yeah, it's like they really kind of tweaked it to who they focused on this season, but they did it so well. That's it, it's about natural. Miss. Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, it was phenomenal. Also, I want to head to that pub, the palm tree. I don't know if I'd fancy that now. Oh, I'd love a lock in there. With Stace crazy. behind the bar? <laughs> Bernie, that was that, that character's name, and it was yes. Alice Feet. Remember, we were chatting about her yeah. last week. Yeah, it was such a good storyline. Like, obviously, such a, a sensitive and delicate storyline. Just, yeah. I want to hear more from them. Like, it, it looks like it yeah. is coming back from a season three, and presumably the baby will be here by then. And I don't know if her doubts have completely gone. I think it will all. I don't know. Well, it's very hard to watch as well. Yeah. Because just, it's so great area, all of it. Not all of it, Jesus Christ, but just that particular storyline. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's it, like it's a lot to take in. Like, Jesus, I needed some light relief after watching it. Like, I won't lie to you. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. We yeah. have a few other bits of news to discuss this week. So, Marcella um, yeah. is officially pushed back. So we were expecting it around now, I guess. But, but, yeah. but I think even before now, we kind of thought that we might have it. Yeah, we thought we'd have it early this year, didn't we? Early this March. year. Yeah, we thought early this year. And Anna Friel tweeted um, last week. She said, Marcella will be shown in the autumn. Sorry for those of you waiting. So it was officially postponed by ITV. So it was obviously due to come out quite soon. They just made the decision to push it back. I don't know why you would sit on a TV show that's finished that's... when you have um, a core audience. Yeah, but... uh, totally. I totally agree like everyone you have a massive available audience everyone's at home all weekend and during the week 
and you probably don't have other programs that will be made um, on a shorter turnaround, so you'd have this ready to go. So I, I kind of thought about this because I was like, really, we obviously always were really looking forward to it. We wanted to like, you know, do a podcast about it, and like season two was absolutely turned and everything. But just because Line of Duty, the filming didn't really get started properly and was pushed back, I would imagine Line of Duty was meant to air in maybe September, and I would say they're probably going to put Marcella there instead. And so they're filling Prime, stuff yeah, kind of thing with Prime show. I know it's sorry, it's not the same TV, it's not the it's same, not the same network, yeah. But if you know what I mean, I would imagine maybe like even was Happy Valley meant to come back later in the oh, year, like yeah. um, were they putting Marcella in place of that? That's the only thinking I can uh, that would make any sense to me because I completely agree with you. It's like we all are consuming more TV now than ever. We're more invested in it, where we've nothing bloody else to do. Like at one point I thought I was in Tiger King. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that would be the only thing that I could think of is are they trying to fill the schedule for later in the year? Because to be honest, everyone's going to be a bit tight on the old content. Yeah, totally. That makes complete sense. And then the only other thing I was thinking is like, I don't know if you saw Martin Compton at the start of the month, he posted a photo where he was um, recording dialogue tweaks for the next yeah, and he had to duvet, do it like yeah. under a duvet so i didn't realize actually like the nest was actually going out at that stage it was on tv and they were still tweaking episodes that were to come so i didn't realize how close to a show going out changes still are getting made yeah, yeah. So un- unless it actually isn't completely finished yet and there is stuff like dialogue tweaks with studios not being open or a little bit like that people not being able to work maybe it isn't finished yeah maybe yeah um, but I also think we're going to see stuff pushed back for the sheer reason of trying to fill slots. They've done that with all the Marvel movies right up until um, 2022. So they've basically taken the next 10 movies or whatever and pushed them all back. Ah, so that, yeah. Do you know? So that like some movies are taking other slots while it's there's a real going on this effect. summer. A complete domino effect, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose um, we'll have to prepare for more of that. Yeah, just waiting for Marcella then. Yeah, yeah we are Did you guys ever watch um, Dead to Me on Netflix? Don't Dead think so. Dead to Me. Is that the wife? Christina Applegate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's coming back really soon. May eight, they released a teaser trailer today, so that's something that like I know I'm going to binge in one go. And it's not too, it's not heavy. It's like funny. It's oh, like star comedy. And Ricky Gervais Afterlife is back really soon as well. Yes, oh, there was yeah. a trailer for that last week. I actually just rewatched season one. I find it really rewatchable. Just one of those shows you can yeah. throw on, even though it's quite sad. Um, I love it. So and that's I love um, Friday week. Roisin Connolly who's in that. I love her and her show, her comedy on Channel Four. Marcella is hilarious. No, Marcella. sorry, not Marcella. Sorry, her <laughs> her comedy, Marcella. Her character name in it is Marcella, and the <laughs> show is called Game Face. It's very yeah, I was about funny. to say. Yeah, so. I've a chipper down the road for me called Marcella's. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have we to talk about? Oh yeah, so sorry, they were just two things. We obviously need to talk about the nest, but also Hannah. What else have you been watching? Well, well I actually have some more piece of news that we. Sorry for just one second, but Netflix have decided to take Line of Duty off the platform. When we're all at home, just wanting to watch our favourite show and it's gone. So I had a look into why this all happened. And basically they had a big, there's been a a dispute between Netflix and the distribution company that makes Line of Duty. Yeah, so basically what happened was the distribution company went bust and loads of people lost their jobs. And Netflix were like, look, we will still 
give you the money but instead of giving you the money that is going to go straight to the liquidation company that have now taken over um, from the distribution people because they had to go into liquidation Netflix were like we want to give the money that we're paying for this show directly to the producers of Line of Duty so that people actually involved with the show are making money rather than some middleman that has nothing to do with anything and they're just helping you out of liquidation yeah and um, key media distribution who own Line of Duty basically turned around and said no. So Netflix said, okay, good luck then, and pulled every key oh. media distribution title from their platform, which includes Line of Duty and a few other good ones. So that is why wow. that has disappeared. Yes. So unless they can sort that out, um, it's not good. That, yeah. to me, just going just off purely only what I've heard from you there, that sounds like Netflix was trying to do a good thing, no? It sounds like Netflix are trying to do a really good thing, but I don't know. I yeah. don't understand liquidation stuff. I know that. So key media distribution, they basically took out a $100 million loan, which they were unable to pay back, and the company went into administration. They lost um, all of their employees, and then eight directors resigned. So I don't know if they were in a position to say yes to Netflix's deal. Maybe they had to say no. Maybe okay. the liquidation company had to get the money. Like I'm not too sure how it works, but from Netflix's point of view, yeah that sounds brilliant like the people that make the tv and act in it and produce and direct it definitely should get the money yeah um but now that that hasn't worked out it means none of us are getting to watch line of duty unless mother of god the bbc iplayer yeah i thought that it was gone because do you remember when brit box was getting set up um i emailed (laughs) geek i emailed um uh, Brit, the BritBox or the BBC press office actually to ask did, would BritBox be made available in Ireland as well as the UK and mm. my other question for them was did the uh, establishment of BritBox uh, mean that shows like Line of Duty Gavin and Stacey BBC you know kind of productions would be all taken off Netflix and put on this instead and their reply was A you're not getting BritBox in Ireland it's only the UK and Canada and B uh, no, it would have no effect on uh, BBC shows that are on Netflix, but they would come down as and when their licensing agreements ah. came to an end. So I was wondering if that's what had happened here, but it's not. Obviously, there's been a totally separate... Is round. it on BritBox, guys? Um, yes, um, apparently honestly, it is. Yeah, I'd say it would be, yeah. We had okay. people tweeting us last week that it is on BritBox. Um, oh, yeah. So other shows I've been watching, um, haven't actually started watching it yet, but Little Fires Everywhere a Reese Witherspoon show that I was telling you guys about during the week um, that came out under my radar and I didn't realise and it's like the most right of our street thing ever. Um, I have to watch that. Is it Hulu? It's Hulu. So basically the synopsis is the intertwined fate of picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother and daughter who who upend their lives. That's what it's about. It um, features Reese Witherspoon, Kerry Washington, Joshua Jackson. So like really, yeah, like real Hollywood cast. It's a Reese Witherspoon production. So it's another one of these books that she read and whipped up the rights for, which seemed to be... It's she does it all the time. She's like doing I, Eleanor Oliphant as well, and I'm I can't wait to to like forward that. But I don't know when it's coming out or anything like that. It will probably be all delayed now, Jesus. But yeah, I can't wait. 
Yeah, I was only talking about that during the week because I finished an incredible book over the weekend. I literally spent the whole day on Easter Sunday reading this book, um, Where the Crawdads Thing. And when I get into a book, I get really obsessed with it. So I'm like, I need to know all about the author. I need to know everything about the book. I need to know about the movie rights. And obviously, Reese Witherspoon has the rights to it. She's turning it into a film. Um, And then, yes, like we can always rely on Reese. (laughs) I think she uses her book club as a bit of a market test place. And if a book goes down well with a book club, which is like... 1.6 1.6 million people on Instagram she'll just snap up the rights because she's brought this big little lies little fires everywhere very similar vein like even the characters you can see in the trailer we can maybe share the trailer later on her character is very similar to Madison this kind of like picture perfect wife with a bit of sass and an edge and she's gonna get shit done kind of thing so she just has an eye for it so yeah that's yeah. my recommendation for the week okay. what I'm gonna go in and watch tonight very oh good. my god, I want to watch this. I haven't watched the bloody morning show because I got so distracted oh, the morning this week. Show's so like, good. It, I, I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it this weekend and just really enjoy it. But I came home from work on Friday and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill out this afternoon. And then I couldn't find anything to watch. Went on to Netflix and there's nothing nicer than you see the new episodes. Do you know? And that flashes yes. up on a series you love. New episodes. Unforgotten season three. I've won- I oh my god. I've, I'm in the middle of it. And oh. So did you? Is that you? Was that your first time watching it, Reb? No. So I'd watched season one and two on Netflix. Yeah. A while back, and then I just saw season three pop up, and I said, "Oh my god, amazing!" So I spent the whole of Friday afternoon. I watched the bloody whole thing in one go, and I enjoyed it so much. I love Nicola Nicola Walker. I just that the whole storyline in it is yeah. fantastic. It's so good, and I love Nicola Walker. And you just mentioning this just brings me to like one other point that I want to talk about before we do move on to the nest. And that is, so I love Nicola Walker. And I, when I was watching season one and two of Unforgotten, I was watching it, like watching all of the characters and the actors playing them. And I was like, this is so well cast, like sub, like just sublime casting, right? So I Googled, for the for, I'd never normally really kind of pay attention to, you know, like casting wouldn't really come into my head. I don't know, it's just not something I pay attention to. But I remember watching season one and two of Unforgotten and going, I am obsessed with the cast in this. And I Googled it. I straight onto IMDb, found out the casting director uh, is a guy called Victor Jenkins. And then, of course, did a little bit of uh, research on Victor Jenkins. He has done casting for some of our favorite shows, right? So I'm just going to spiel off just a few of the shows that he's done the casting for, right? So you've obviously got Unforgotten. Then you've got The Split, Fleabag, Broadchurch, and back in the day he did Dream Team, a few episodes of The the Bill, and a few episodes of Benidorm. Um, Oh my god. But like, Fleabag, Broadchurch, Unforgotten, and The Split. Like he, I always thought the characters in Fleabag were the most perfectly cast characters maybe of any TV show ever apart from Sherlock. Yes. Um, the he's very good at his job. Yeah. He's, he's, so, he's phenomenally good at his job. It's, it's so, so good. And I now... Oh, guys, so I have season three. What? I have something to tell you. I have never finished season one. So, <gasps> now I'm going to cop on and I'm going to go inside and watch season one tonight. It's so good. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. I, it, it, and season three, I just, I can't read. I remember that, do you know when you watch too much stuff at once? I watched Happy Valley and Unforgotten and a few others all around the same time. Yeah. So, like, in my memory, they're all a bit warped and intertwined. But <laughs> yeah. I, I found season three brilliant. Um, also, guys, 
I wasn't sure about it, but Homeland is fucking amazing. And I finished season seven and they're in Washington this time and it's just absolutely lit. See, season six was like one of the best, was phenomenal. Obviously, the first three seasons are, are like, you can't touch them, but it is still really good and I'm going to watch season eight now, which is the final one. See, the fact that the word season is followed by the digit eight puts yes. me off I'm like I can't do eight seasons they're on a show. different mission in each se- in each series though if you get me like like it's a different it's usually a different place so but like they're, they're full hours and how many episodes in a season there's a lot isn't there oh I think about 11 yeah I, I don't think I'm ever going to catch up yeah oh anyway I, I wasn't really expecting much and it's just oh it's just it's fantastic okay, like her good. character is one of the best female leads on television ever I'm delighted for you because there's just nothing like getting into a good show, especially when you're time in your hands. Have you ever watched Anna? Yeah, home. I remember we talked about it. I gave up when they killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is his name Brody? Yeah. Brody, yeah. 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 When they yeah. killed him, I was like, nah, man. I, I gave up for, for years. It's just because I have the time now. I'm like, do you know what? It was great. That's it. This is it. You get sucked back in. I'm watching now. Um, I, like, I obviously love all our type of shows and everything, but there is a section of my brain that's reserved for teen mom teen mom uk is my favorite one and it's back this week and i'm just like i actually get so happy sitting down <laughs> on a wednesday I love it. so yeah that's that's me as well this week but i'm not i wouldn't go as far as to recommend that to anyone i'm just you love I'm admitting teen mom. It. i love how much you love it it, uh, it was one of those years. shows i never got like i preferred the hills and geordie shore and jersey shore I never really got into the Teen Mom on MTV back in the day, but people like, are obsessed with it. I talk to Craig and people about those girls. Like, get, like I know them. Like, if something happens to them, I'd be bawling, crying. I'm like, texting girls. I'm like, I can't. Like, there's been a big, like, someone got cheated on this week and it's really bad. And I'm like, every so often I keep thinking about it. I'm like, I'm just devastated. <laughs> oh my God. Also, guys, did you watch the reunion episode of Tiger King? I watched Tiger King no. this week as well. I fucking couldn't get over I couldn't get my head around how insane it was. The tiger abuse, horrific. But the people in it, like... Just when you thought it couldn't get crazier, it got crazier. It's in, with, it's the, insane. with the with the reunion, reunion episode. No, just the whole series. But the reunion no. episode was a bit disappointing. I no. thought the whole thing was a bit bland. And then I also felt after we watched um, "Don't Fuck with Cats" and they made that whole point at the end about us feeding off, you know, real life events like murders and animal abuse. And they were like, you know, fucking stop watching these things. I just, I, de- I then, well, Tiger King wasn't near a patch on that anyway, but I was watching Tiger King being like, oh God, like Netflix can see that I've clicked on this. And so, you know, when they look at their figures, they'll go and make more shit like this because we all watch it. Yeah, and apparently it's the most watched documentary of all time. Tiger King. Yes. That's depressing. Isn't it? Because it's not like, the best. No, it isn't. But it's 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 insane. Like the storyline's insane. That's it's it's like a terrible. It's like you you'd write it yourself in your. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. were saying write a ridiculous show story and anything could happen, it's that in real life. Yeah. I think that's why people are just like can't get their head around yeah. it. But I'm very late to the party. But I was literally like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, that seems to be the overall reaction. Okay. Yeah, so you're not watching that, are you? No, I haven't watched it yet. I, I, I you're think not you're listening. You're not listening. Anything. No, no, I no. But you, Hannah, you. I know. Obviously, you're. You don't go to zoos. You're like a, a animal advocate. Like you would hate it. <laughs> okay. An advocate. Am I? No, like you would. I. You would hate it. It's. It's like some of it's very. 
horrible. Yeah, that's what I did get into. And I'm kind of past, like, maybe if we were out in the real world and, like, 700 people in work were telling you, have you not watched it? Have you not watched it? You'd, like, be peer pressured into it. No, Hannah, but, like, you don't need to watch it. But, like, in the house it. on my own, I'm like, I'll be grand. Do you know what I mean? No. No, um, no, do you know what? I need to watch three episodes of one for, three seasons of Unforgotten. Yeah, you do. Yes. So good. Um, okay, so let's talk about the best TV we watched this week. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, Guys, it was so good. Okay, give us a Did it and... How, oh yeah, give us a recap first. Well, I, am I doing the recap? Go on, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, sure. oh, does anyone do a recap? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Does anyone have um, a recap? Okay, so at the end of the last, so we watched two episodes this week. At the end of the third episode, and I rewatched them all because our Craig only started watching them yesterday, so I actually watched all six of them yesterday, wow. which was nice to have a recap before getting into the, the last two, or all five of them. So at the end of the third episode, episode we left Kaya she was at the waterfall and she had been out there all night and she got an infection and she was rushed to hospital and she ended up having to deliver the baby so the baby had come into the world but she was unconscious so the parents didn't have um the, the baby wasn't signed over to them yet so they couldn't get in to visit her and all that carry on was going on then Kaya's mum I'm going to get everyone's names up here so I can while you're getting um, the names up there we yeah. never found out how she ended up at that waterfall, did we? Or I don't it... know, she just got there. Did yeah. she... Remember she told the fella, the uh, nephew, that that was her safe place and where so, she'd go. And so, oh, so she just took herself off there after the whole stress of everything. Yeah. I don't think she threw herself. I think she was kind of sitting there and then I think maybe she got really cold and fell over. Yeah. Or just slipped while she was hit. trying to, yeah, I think she probably slipped on uh, like a, one of those flat stones maybe. Yeah. yeah, she was just having a freak out. So basically, okay. Dan and Emily don't have the rights to the child yet. The whole thing was that because Kaya gave birth to the baby, that Kaya is a legal mother until she signs over the child. Yes. Um, but then we found out in a really weird twist that I don't really understand that the baby wasn't Kaya's or Dottie's, which was possible for about five minutes. Yeah. The baby also <laughs> didn't come from Dan and Emily's 
um, egg and sperm, the baby is an unknown. So basically, the hospital in Ukraine fucked up the insemination, yeah. inseminated Kaya with an embryo that was nothing to do with Dan and Emily, and now the baby legally belongs to no one. Now, the issue that I had with this is that Emily didn't cry once. No. And I, I was like, okay, she's either like a really strong and powerful character, but I would have literally had a meltdown. Yeah. It, uh, also, guys, it was the one theory we didn't guess. I was fuming. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. How do we not think of this? Yeah, and I just think because Emily had been so irrational at the start about the last embryo and it was such a risk, I was kind of like her reaction confused me a little bit because I'm like, your embryo now is out into it's the world gone. or, yeah. or yeah. it's been growing in another, in another surrogate. And I was just a bit like, okay, I don't, but she was obviously having a complete meltdown and not taking things in properly. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, so then Kaya's mum comes back out of the woodwork, um, played by Shirley Henderson, Siobhan. She is an alcoholic. She's a really bad mother. We find out what happened and um, why Kaya was, the youngest serial killer in the UK, or killer in the UK, basically, her, Siobhan was having a fight with her sister, who was pregnant, and Kaya got in between them, and accidentally stabbed the sister, and Siobhan let her take all of the blame, I had to watch to prison that and everything. Times, did yeah, you? It I, yeah, it was awful, but I couldn't figure out, and then, you, then later on, you realise that she stabbed her in the leg. I think she no. stabbed her just under yeah. the, the baby bum. Oh, yeah, she stabbed her kind right. of under her belly button, I think, yeah. I just couldn't figure out how that, that what's the word, like, because to stab someone, fatal. I know that sounds so terrible, to stab somebody, it's such a, like, it was just such a, like, she just moved the knife back, I just couldn't, like, get my head around how you would stab someone that fatally when you just move, you know what I mean? Completely, and yeah. it, it seemed also kind of a very light movement as well, but I kind of got the opinion, her bump was really low down, and I think she actually just stabbed her in under the bump maybe and yeah. then also the mother just let her lay on the floor she didn't call an ambulance do you know what I mean it just, yeah. that's it yeah. I think she was allowed to bleed out like Siobhan obviously had lots of um, different mental health issues and she seems like quite an abusive person she also seems to have a massive drinking problem so I think had the sister been rushed off to hospital everything would have been fine but I think it nearly suited Siobhan to have her gone and have her daughter blamed that's yeah. kind of how I was looking at it she saw an opportunity there um, she also was like straight onto TV, you know, she kind of was like making the most of the situation. So, yeah. And yeah, just let her 11 year old take the blame who was an innocent child, basically, who was trying to defend her at the time. Basically. So yeah. Siobhan's back in Kaya's life then and starts to convince Kaya that she does actually want to keep the child, that it will change her life, that she should keep the child. And Kaya doesn't really have anyone else giving her any opinions or advice so this is kind of what she starts to do she starts to visit the baby a lot more she actually names the baby Neve when Emily and Dan had already named the baby uh, Gracie Catherine um, Grace after Emily's friend who died after she took a bad ecstasy tablet that story just came out of nowhere out of yeah. nowhere <laughs> I was like, did we, did she remember she had mentioned it though there was in her earlier episode she had said something like I lost someone close to me once yeah, I just felt it was just wedged in there, and I don't know. If I loved that the sister was like, it. you use this for an excuse for everything. You use that story. Yeah, I don't know how that yeah. scene made me feel. Because I, I thought she was going in trying to like be like, to try and help her, to be like, you know, forgive yourself for that, you know, move on from it, you know, allow yourself to live. But then she kind of went a bit funny at the end again, and I thought it was a bit harsh. I don't know. 
It's she yeah, was fuming. I, I found Emily's reaction to loads of it very like she was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I was like, well, actually, you guys asked a vulnerable 18-year-old to carry a baby for you and paid her. And that wasn't right. Like, that wasn't right. Yeah, I thought the sister's opinions are really interesting because you start... I, Emily was, like, actually my favourite character out of all of it. I really enjoyed, like, the screen time with her. I found it very interesting. But when the sister, Hillary, kind of stripped her down like that, I was like, Reb same as you I'm like yeah you actually did go for what you wanted like you wanted a baby and you did every single thing you could you, on the porch with Dan in a big huge storm she told him that she would take the embryo whether he liked it or not um, she kept inviting Kaya over to the house she wouldn't break contact with her like she was adamant about what she wanted and she got it in the end so I thought that was actually an interesting look at her because she doesn't seem like that type of character. But when you actually no. dig down into her actions, yeah, she was kind of really harsh though. Like it was really harsh about the about the friend thing. But yeah. obviously, you're one so pissed off because her husband. You're one so pissed off at her marriage being over. With, like her husband betrayed the whole family and sold the story on your man. Do you know that way? Yeah, that was insane. But also, they seemed to have issues long before. Totally. Yeah, he was they just fed up off. with yeah. They said about up. three words to each other in six hours. And then oh, the son being mad. like, I don't know why you're looking out for her. She, she doesn't give a fuck about you. I was like, yeah. Jesus. Jack. And then, sorry, let's talk about James for a second. So <gasps> it turns out oh he was selling. So he had access to records from different drug dealers that have come through the social care system. I told and he you was, he was dodgy. I said it last week. I and you, you're selling your fancy. <laughs> I think I said it once. Um, I am an engaged woman. Um, what was I going to say? I'm all shook now. Uh, so James got arrested because he was selling personal information about drug dealers kids and people who grew up to into the drug world to other dealers or gang Shocking. members so basically he would sell people's addresses and phone numbers so other people could access them and that's how Doddy ended up dying um, James I mean, where basic lived, GDPR lads taken for 20% of his global turnover yeah. Yes, and the whole Please. reason James was doing that was because he couldn't afford to go and fight for his daughter, for custody of his daughter against the mother that we never met up in court. He needed money for that, so he was basically doing that to make money, which is really sad, but you really can't do that to people because Kai's boyfriend ended up floating in a river. Yeah. Um. Did I have everything there? Is that like a wrap-up of everything? I think you had everything there, yeah. Yeah, like, it, obviously, it, there was a few hairy moments that you're like, Jesus, where's the baby going to go? Well, well, I mean, yeah, be... and then obviously at the very end, I mean, we find out that uh, the baby goes to um, Dan and, what's her name again? Yeah, yes. so Dan and Emily got the baby in the end, but there was, like, a lot of back and forth there where it was baby Grace, baby Neve, and then Dan and Emily were allowed into the hospital, and then they weren't, and then... It was Kaya and the mom, and then it was Kaya and Janice. And the social care worker um, really seems to be pushing for Kaya to take that baby, which I, I don't know if that was the best advice, to be honest, because yeah, I she was adamant so. that she didn't want a child. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of switched, because obviously the embryo doesn't belong to Dan and Emily. They're technically adopting the child now from Kaya, who's the legal mother by default. Um, and Dan said he was totally against adoption, but now he changed his mind. So there was a bit there in the last episode where he had to actually convince Emily, who seemed to have not bonded with the child whatsoever, 
um, hadn't gone to visit her really since she was born. So it got all a bit muddled, but it got sorted out in the end. Yeah, and Dan's business is obviously going to be gone to shit. Well, now, yeah, because founded, founded on the drugs money, yeah. Yeah, shut yes. on. So that journalist Cho Chang basically ended up posting, we sort of forgot to talk about this, two articles. So one, which was Dan Doherty bought a baby. And two, um, he founded his company on drugs money. But the article about buying the baby ended up having Kaya's cover blown. Um, yeah. Which meant that she had, has gone back into kind of a sort of witness protection now. She's living in a safe house completely on her own. She's probably going to have to be given another identity. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that type of journalism or if that was the right thing to do. I'm not sure. The mum is an yeah. absolute wet, like so evil. So evil. just uh, a terrible mother. Terrible. Like I actually wanted to throw something at her when I was watching it, but she's such a great actress. Well, yeah, she's a brilliant actress. When she was down on the floor, when Kaya threw the money, she's like, "Oh, it's oh. money." Watch. When she threw it on the floor, and the mother oh. got down on the gammy leg and uh. was like picking up the fifties. Can you going, imagine? You owe me my health. Like, what a horrible, oh horrible God. woman. I just felt so... Like, I felt the whole series was so good because your loyalty to each character constantly changed. Yes, good like, point. Like, constantly. Like, I we, like, I think we all had a bit of an idea that Kaya, that that story about her stabbing the... the like, her, yeah, who was her auntie. There was more yeah. to us and everything. But, like, your sympathies and everything just kept changing. And even towards the end, like, by the end, I was like you're all messed up in your own way and you're all flawed and you've all made mistakes. But, like, they all did really get their, their fresh start by the end of it, which was nice that it was wrapped up properly. Yeah. I hope we get a yeah. season two. I was about to ask you now, do you think we're going to? Is there a story yeah, there? Yeah, where does it... Well, I mean, yeah... I mean, I don't see where it would go, but obviously you can write it. I would love Kaya to have a spin-off. Like, that, the the actor who plays her, Mirren Mack, is, like, phenomenal. Like, she is absolutely she incredible. Like, give her an Oscar. The biggest, most gorgeous eyes. Her eyes. <gasps> yeah. The girl who yeah. played her as an 11-year-old. The her. Is it her real sister? I don't know. It was so... It, they look so alike. Yeah, I, I just... Said, I didn't even Google it, but I just assumed it had to be her real sister. Yeah. That's it where Emily went to visit her in the hospital and she asked for 20 grand to sign the adoption papers. Yeah. Or the visitation papers. That was wild. Guys, she was like... For the DNA test, yeah. Oh, there was the DNA test. She was like, give me a 20. And I thought, like, she meant 20 grand. 20 grand! And Emily just didn't say a thing. And sorry, did you see how much was in that current 11 million, was it? I rewinded it. It was 104,000. Brendan, that's the current account. That's like... The account that you can rob, like that's like you're just going down to Aldi. <laughs> that's not your savings. That's the no, money for the shop. Oh. That's your tapping your contactless accounts. Like what <laughs> the fuck? But I it's all going to go now. The um the restaurant was there was trashed to the window. Oh, trashed, yeah. trashed. Um, so I don't know. Like they're going to be out of that very nice house pretty soon. I reckon. Oh, I actually meant to ask this, guys. There was one bit that like. Dan is talking to her uh, when if when it all comes out that he did actually um use do money what to call it when you clean the money you clean the money launder laundry laundry <laughs> you clean the money but there was one point that Dan said something like we might lose the house and I actually gasped because I was like not the house not the house <laughs> I was like not that stunning lakeside Take house mon business but what just leave the man house. <laughs> 
Oh my god! But also the soundtrack was amazing. Oh, another great use of a bit of London grammar at the end there, yeah. like the split. Yeah, yeah, the song at the end is deadly. Awesome. Yeah, it was very oh, good. It, it, incredible. But also, I think they were in a different house in the very last scene when it's the two of them and the baby because that I room looks small. I honestly, I think they're living in the sister's house. I think Callum has moved out, and I think that's where they are. I don't think they're ever getting back into that house again. He's oh gonna God. lose his home. We can rent it for three grand a week, though, so maybe we could try. Also, Glasgow looked amazing in it. Like oh, they make some Glasgow of the some Glasgow. of the aerial shots were yeah it looked deadly I feel it feels like it was funded by some sort of tourism board or something because like I'm going to visit Scotland in Glasgow. yeah yeah it had a bit of a visit Scotland vibe and like a lot of the actors were local and first jobs and stuff which is really cool oh guys it was yeah, so it was good I, I really miss it now because it was really nice when you just know you know that you're good like because that it was so Sunday good evening like, you sorted yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a lovely thing. I, I, I don't watch it on the Sunday night. I used to come home every Monday and watch it. It was a real nice thing to look forward to on a Monday. Do you know that way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, miss it. yeah we'll um, miss it. Okay, so Hannah, this week your homework is to watch the rest of Unforgotten. Yes, and let me just tell you really quickly mm. that while there has been no official announcements, there is sort of rumors and whispers of a season two for the next. <gasps> yes. Yeah. So Nicole Taylor, she's the writer. Um, she said that the thriller won't be tied up in a bow at the end. So sort of even some some little dangly bits which could bring us into season two. If we don't get one, I think we'll all be happy with okay. where we left. Uh, we will be happy with where some, left. She's Did, left some little loose bits for us there. I'm just thinking, you know where it could go in season two? Tell us, Brent. Is the, um, the parents, what you call the people who are having, so obviously the surrogate carries it, but then they will be the biological parents? No, they're the... Um, the, the donor uh, parents? No, they use the term in the hospital, intended parents. Intended parents. Okay, so what if the intended parents of the baby that <gasps> Dan now has come looking for their baby? Yeah, because they realise they have the, yeah. the, their baby is theirs. But, is then, but then they may not just have a, had a direct swap either, so they may be left without because they might be able to find where their embryo ended up. I think that's the perfect place for it to go. I also think Dan very much wanted to keep the baby. I think Emily looked really, really happy in the last scene, but I think you could definitely sway her. And I could see her, from just from what we know about her character, waking up one day and wanting to find their yeah. embryo, their yeah. bit of them, their last yeah. bit of them in the world. Like They spoke about that over and over again, how important it was to them. Like it would be to any parent. And... Um, I think there could be a hunt on both sides and then yeah. intertwined into maybe like Kaya and her entrepreneurial ways. Yeah, that's true. Like I would be definitely up for watching a season two. I Season two, watch episode it. one, Kaya owns that uh, the restaurant. Guaranteed. Yeah, Kaya in the bed. Kaya and Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, them as a couple. It was, yeah, I, yeah, it was, you know, then he kind of, we still didn't find out about his night in the stomach pumping. There was obviously no more to that story and I was just... See, he came straws. down the stairs um, and was like dramatically drinking a bottle of Heineken in front yeah. of his dad so I think he's like I drink now and I think that was that scene was maybe to wrap that up for you that he did yeah he was actually drinking I was yeah. like yeah. okay yeah I was like that was a theory but we were right about Kaya the story there being more to the story yeah the, with the mum yeah yeah, yeah definitely sure I, I think you could see a comeback oh I'd be well up for it yeah. um, mm. Brandon What's my homework and what's your homework? Well, your homework maybe then is Breeders. Oh, yeah. I Guys, where do I watch it again? Is now that TV. TV. 
Now TV, Sky Show, really, really good. Yeah. I also need to watch, uh, we've had a couple of people, because we were talking about the newsroom, saying uh, to watch The West Wing. I still haven't watched that. I still haven't I've watched The West Wing I've never watched Broadchurch, or The Split, or Fleabag, or Little Fires, or The Morning Show. So Hold on a second, what? you haven't seen, sorry, you haven't seen Broadchurch? No. Nope. Rebecca, do that next, Rob. that's do that your next. homework, forget that's everything else. Yeah, Wait, do we know where I can watch it? Couldn't we'll tell find... you. We'll yeah. find one for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to watch um, Little Fires Everywhere episode one. Where, and I'm going to get back in. I'm going to find that. That's Hulu, okay. so Hulu. I'm going to figure that out. And <laughs> I will figure it out, privately. And I will watch Unforgotten season one wherever I left off. I think Amazing. there was a skull. It was under a building, so I'm pretty sure that's yes, episode one. Yes, that, <laughs> that is. Yeah, that you're it's, right, it's, Hannah. Honestly, that happens it's every really, season. really good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a school in the building, so I'll go back to that. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, love re- love wedding repeats oh, on, on Netflix. Netflix. Adored it. <laughs> Olivia Munn, amazing. Sam Clapton. It's a movie, is it? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's you know, in, it's you know a day where you it. just want a really easy watch and maybe just the whole coronavirus thing is like overwhelming you and you just want to put on something real easy, that yeah. save it for then. Perfect. That's it's a great brilliant. suggestion. And Brendan, what are you watching? I don't know. Week? What have I got to watch? Um... um I've never what could you watch? Why don't you watch Little Fires Everywhere with me? Yeah, okay, great. You let and me know when you find it. And we can talk about episode one next week. <laughs> we will. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, I'll watch it as well, so we're all watching it. You well, get off and watch Broadchurch. We'd Broad love Church. you to watch it. <laughs> huh? We'd love you to join us, but you have to watch Broadchurch as well. Yeah, so you need to go it. watch Broadchurch. It's so funny though because sometimes you go to watch these things and you're just not in the mood oh for my God, to yeah. be on a certain totally. day. Yeah. And I'm watching the most random stuff in the weirdest of orders. Like sometimes I watch one episode of like something really light and then I'm like, oh, I'll watch The Parent Trap on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm keep... all over the shop with it, you know, that way. But sure, listen, we'll try our best and we've got many a time to do it. We do. See how you get on. There's no pressure. Uh, we'd also love what you uh, to know what people are watching and if there's any recommendations that you have because now is the time to discover all the TV shows that we didn't have time to watch before. So we'd love if you could tweet us at ShrinePod uh, or else on Instagram as well or uh, you can email us, ShrinePod at gmail.com. Yes, guys, we want to know what you're watching. It's been fun. It has. It has been fun. I really look forward to it every week. Same. Yeah, me too. Love to hear your voices. Okay, until next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Shrine of Duty. There's only one thing I'm interested in, and one thing only, and that's bent covers. Shrine of Duty, the official, unofficial podcast. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.